Happy Hub Day, everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. So what did you end up watching yesterday? I mean, no golf, not much college basketball. Uh, you the baseball. Family, did you? Oh, the baseball. No, I, I mean, I did spend time. I, my family likes I, I live in a baseball household. Like, my wife enjoys going to baseball games. She even accompanied me to a minor league game last year. We do enjoy traveling the, uh, I guess, before we had kids. We used to travel the country quite a bit and go to different stadiums. That'll pick up again now that they're a little older. But, yeah, we uh, could not get enough of the World Baseball Classic. And it's just wild. Like, Twitter and, you know, Twitter's not real life. But it is real life for me. You know, it's it's the guy crying at WWE. It's real real to me. it's, It's real to me. But it's crazy how many tweets you saw or how many people talked about it or even our own feelings about this. Or People were just like, I cannot believe how good this tournament has become. And it's like, oh, no shit. We followed the, the blueprint that the World Cup uses. <laughs> like, essentially, you've created a World Cup for a sport we actually care about. And we were all surprised that it's turning out to be like that people who like baseball love this tournament like it's hey let's take the world's most popular sporting event and then use it for a sport that we actually like here in this hemisphere and then throw in some other teams that are good at it as well obviously japan it's huge in their culture with the baseball going way back as they explained in the broadcast kind of nicely last night and everybody loved it of course like the way it shook out was perfect and having two teammates that are essentially you know that was awesome that that i mean <laughs> they had to just be that's so undeniably like cool. The, the people, the people in charge, the people producing, had to be just like, "Oh my god, we couldn't have, like, we couldn't have scripted this better to have that." The fact that he just threw goddamn gas and like a hundred, hundred mile plus fucking splittered and it, my god, like it's unhittable shit. And it was, it was a little that nostalgic, great, man. Just throwing you know, bombs, no fear, and, you know. Oh yeah, and anyone who's played like high school baseball remembers, like. Uh, the, your best pitch, unless you were like some huge academy that, you know, was sending kids to, you know, the majors at that point, your best pitcher was probably one of your best hitters too. He was just the best athlete. So like watching him, Otani, run to the bullpen and then have to run back because it's like, oh, I might have to bat this inning. Like it was kind of nostalgic. It, it gave me the like, shit, I remember that. That's like high school baseball. Like you'd have a, you know, your number two pitcher warming up and he'd have to run back because he was, he happened to be playing, you know, center field at the time as well. And he might have to bat that inning. So it was very, very cool. Um, I enjoyed that. Obviously there was some basketball on as well. NIT action. I caught some of that. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into more basketball today. There's some good NBA games. Wearing my hat to celebrate the, I hadn't been on here since, but the Timberwolves just ruining Julius Randle's big night. I think it was <laughs> God, who, who uh, Torian Prince had like 30 points. Like Julius Randle scoring 50 is newsworthy. Torian Prince having a huge night like that is maybe more newsworthy. That's uh, unusual. It does sound like the Wolves are getting, and maybe I'll we'll get into this a little more in the NBA. The Wolves will be getting Ant and Cat back soon. So. Maybe a sneaky team. Um, last time we did this, though, it's like, hey, this this team has some superstars, and they're coming in as a low seed. Maybe that's not so lucky for the team having to face this team, and then the Nets got swept anyway. 
<laughs> you know, obviously, this isn't the problematic Nets. This is the Timberwolves, which should be even worse. But it'll be fun once we get to once we get to play in season, which is where where my wolves shine, isn't it, Al? It is, you know, defending playing champions. That was a great game, and it's a great to see them be able to hold serve a little bit without Anthony Edwards. I mean, in a race that is really, really tight, it's and they really can't afford to lose any games. So um, to be able to get through that little stretch without him, um, they're going to get Carl Anthony Towns. He's playing tonight. You know, not sure if he'll be playing a full load or whatever, but again, just uh, it should be a lot of fun and the playing tournament. Hopefully, they can get back up to seven. I mean, there's still just a game behind the Warriors for six, so um, it's close, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right, I'll uh, I'll see what you're playing in a bit. I'm going to start with the golf that starts tomorrow. Anyone who's watching TV or pays attention knows, hey, there's golf on right now. Yeah, we do have some matchups that have started. Um, Hoagie Wise, Shoffley, Cam Davis, Fitzpatrick is down three strokes through five holes. Not three strokes, three holes through five to JJ Spawn, who was the 61 seed. Anyone who watched, um, you know, Ryan and I talk about that or read anything this week probably knows that, that, you know, it's fun. Hey, Farley Dickinson, they won a game and that shit happens. It's literally all that happens in this golf tournament. It's uh, the top seeds, the top 16, which would be, you know, your one through fours, they advance like 33% of the time. It is usually a bloodbath in the in the group round, so it's pretty fun watching some of these low seeds advance. I think there's a lot of value in some of those, and hopefully, I got some. Uh, one of my outrights is Hatton, who is broken, so that doesn't feel good. But we'll uh, we'll get there. I guess we're just gonna have to get one of the other outrights home. And I do have an outright down in the Dominican, uh, Corrales, Punta Cana. This is your alt tour event. This is down. Uh, it's an it's an island event. You have oceanside holes. It's a really long course. I feel like I gotta grab this out. Over seventy six hundred yards, <laughs> par seventy two, but seventy six hundred yard course. It plays pretty long. There's some winds, obviously, because you're you're down. Love in, wind. Yeah, you're down in the Caribbean. You have some heavy winds coming off the ocean. It can play even longer at times. That said, it's still a resort course. And when we say resort course, we say like, hey. You and your buddies went for a week in the Dominican. This is like a course you'd play. Like it, it is not the top 64 there, but there's still some very good golfers. There's still going to be some very good scores. Wyndham Clark is like eight to one, if that says anything about you know, the kind of field we have here. It's not the best of the best, but still a fun field. And I did land on one, um, you know, the, the kind of person who would go to the Dominican because that's what we do up here. We have to go get away from the cold. And Taylor Pendrith, the Canadian, which is practically a Minnesotan, I'm sure he'll play well down here. He is one of – he's near the top. He's not a favorite. He's kind of in the second tier. You can still find him at 24-1 to 1 at Chris. I know he's down below 20 at some places, but one of the best uh, drivers of the ball, off the tee, strokes gain, ball striking, tee to green players in the field. He's been playing – well enough lately again you start looking at results it's kind of hard to say hey you got 69th at the players yeah of those 68 guys that finished ahead of them i don't know if any of them are actually here you know there, there's probably a few i'm not gonna actually go do that and figure out which ones but this is not the players he uh he did play pretty well on the west coast as well got a top 10 at pebble beach 
played well near the end of the year. He almost won up in Detroit, which is not even close to the style, of course, but good enough ball striker. He shouldn't be over 21. So I took a small punt, just a smaller play. This will probably be the only Corrales play. I just didn't have a, a ton of time to take a look at this. But, but there's a par five here that's 600 plus yards. So having a guy that I think he, he averages about 315 off the tee, which is, again, on the longer side, tour average closer to three. So big bomber, really good control, good ball striker. I like him here. like him to win this. Is one of the guys in the field who's actually competed to, to win some tournaments over the last year. So Taylor Pendrith, my fourth favorite Canadian to win fourth the Corrales Punta Cana. Yep. Hmm. We'll get to power rankings someday. I'm trying to figure out who the other three are. I assume Kelly is in the top three. Yep. Bo and is then, in the top uh, three. Uh, and then that, that cool mare that died. Oh, yeah. Rob, I think he died, right? I don't know. Rob Ford, he's no longer with us. Let's assume he, he just is. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rob Ford. He just seemed like he'd be fun to party with. So, <laughs> And that's it for the Punta Cana. If you want, uh, I'm sure, I, I don't know if it's actually out yet, but Ron over at Betsburg's Golf, he said he's putting out two previews this week. He did put out a very extensive match play preview. Um, probably sometime this morning, early afternoon, if you go over there. Those are free to read, too. That's not behind a paywall. You can just go read an extensive course preview on Punta Cana. He'll be putting together. Uh, Corey Connors was a good guest. Me and Corey kind of fighting right now. And uh, Cam Percy. Cam Percy, that's his uh, – I shouldn't say I, that's the only bet I made. When we talked about it on the end of the golf show for like five minutes, I did play some Cam Percy top Australian for a small amount. He was second favorite in that market. I thought he should have been favored. So Cam Percy over Battle A and the rest of the, the shitty Australians that are playing this event. Betting on a 45-year-old. So Alan Thick. Alan Thick is a is a good guess too. God, that just came up on I was listening to the Rewatchables and they got talking about Leo and how Leo appeared in like, you know, as like a cousin Oliver on Growing Pains. That's weird. I was thinking about Alan Thick the other day. So he did not make my top four, though. He's clearly top ten. Just uh, trying to look through. There's there are a list of greatest Canadians. There's some pretty good ones in here. Did you know Lauren Michaels is Canadian? Yep. Yeah, I did know that one. Um, Blaine Gretzky's pretty cool, but whatever. Celine. Uh, I'm not much of a believer, but I, I have to respect the the hustle. Got him there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like that uh, sure Dave Grohl commercial where you find out football was invented up there. Dan Aykroyd, Canadian. Oh, yeah. Did not know that. I'm learning a lot here. Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, um, well, we're talking about the Favorite Timberwolves, Canadians. I think, coming up. Timberwolves played night. They used to have a Canadian. Andrew Wiggins, no longer on the squad. But, God, is, who's he play for right now? Andrew Wiggins. The other team I'm betting on. You can yeah, read I think the name he's on the a screen. Warrior. I was going to say, I, I never keep up because they move around so much. But Andrew Wiggins is a Canadian. The NBA will be an action night. You got a couple of sides. You got a couple of, not sides. You got a couple of moves. I'm going to call them moves. Some positions. Some totals. Yeah. A totally terrific Wednesday, if you will. I like doing that. That's why we have Taco thir- uh, We have Taco Wednesday at my house. I, I appreciate breaking that up. But um, two plays for me tonight. It is a 10-game slate. Um, the other eight games, pretty messy here. You know, Wizards, Nuggets, that number comes right out um, where I have it. But the Wizards, um, you know, might be without Kyle Kuzma. That's a huge piece. So you have to wait and see on that one. 
Pacers, Raptors, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, questionable, you know, again, lean towards the Pacers. If he's in and you can still get, you know, plus seven and a half, plus eight, anything in that range, that would be great. But again, kind of have to wait for that. The Knicks are short underdogs in Miami. It was pretty close to betting that, but I think I'll just let that one go. Um, the Heat continue to get better and better over the last month and are starting to ramp up. Um, Grizzlies might have John Morant back tonight, I believe. They're 13-point favorites at home against a Rockets team that has just been brutal on the road. So um, happy to let that one go. My Sixers awful just lost in one of the worst basketball games I've watched all year um, against the Chicago Bulls. Play the Bulls again this time in Chicago, though. Um have to see what Sixers will actually be playing tonight, but expect a big game from Embiid. Not sure if I'm willing to lay the points. The Bucks, I believe this is the biggest spread of the year, are 17 and a half point favorites at home against the Spurs. That's pretty close to where I had it. Um, as crazy it is to think a team could be, you know, over two touchdown favorites um, over the Spurs. That makes a lot of sense. Jazz, uh, short favorites here, well, medium favorites, four and a half over the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, was surprised actually how close that was to my number. Kind of leaned towards Portland, but no way. Freddie Simon, so we'll let that one go. And then Suns Lakers should be um, a lot of fun. Lean towards the under there, but that number is pretty close. The market finally catching up with some of these Anthony Davis angles. But the two bets I did make, we'll start with the aforementioned Golden State Warriors. Yes, I know they're on the road. Yes, I know that um, it's they've been terrible on the road. We've been going against them. They're favorites on the road, but they go against the Mavericks. The only other team I've enjoyed fading more than the Warriors lately has been this Dallas Mavericks team now. It is a bit tough to bet the spread here or maybe even the full game total. Luka Doncic is questionable. He's been out the last couple games. Curious to see what happens there. Kyrie is still questionable. I expect him to play. Um, so the angle for me here is a Warriors team total. I, I like the Warriors in this game. Going to wait and see kind of how um, the injury report shakes out. Might take a Warriors spread late. But regardless of who's on the floor, um, have them well over this number of 118. You know, um, 120 or so if Luka is out. Again, the pace will be down. The defense will be a little better for Dallas. If Luka is in, um, had this as high as 122, almost 123, I think that total will jump once he is actually confirmed in. So happy to take the Warriors here over 118. think they get at least 120 on the board tonight against Dallas. Um, and then as hard as it could be to bet Hawks unders, Timberwolves unders have been great lately. And I know they're um, going to have Carl Anthony Towns. He tends to be a little bit more of an over player, but in first games back, um, it's really rough for some of these guys reintegrating them into things. So not expecting a lot from him. And again, if Anthony Edwards is back, he's going to continue to take the ball. I, I don't think that um, the coach there, Chris Finch, is going to do a whole lot to kind of um, interrupt what's going on. I think they'll try to fit Carl Anthony Townsend. I'm curious to see. I assume he'll start, but I wonder what kind of his role is going to be tonight. Um, I wonder if maybe they even rest Gobert to give Anthony um, – give cat a game by himself we'll see but even in all those situations 241 is just way too high to me i just don't know how we're going to get enough baskets in this game given how slow um the timberwolves like to play on the hawks in a brutal schedule spot here three and four back to back um a quick one game road trip before they go back home so not expecting a, a huge amount of pace or, or quick play tonight so under 241 looks great any number 240 or higher so an over and an under I concur, although just watching the Timberwolves game from the other night makes me scared of that under. My God, the defense looked rough. I think they were just fine with it. Like, yeah, we're scoring like 1.5 per possession. Why don't we just uh, not play defense? We'll just score 140 and get out. I think that's what they landed on, 140. So hopefully hopefully a little more D than that. I, uh, I'll ride with. I'm not scared. I like a little basketball action. We don't have a whole lot going we on. We do have basketball play. action, though. Yeah, match play That's will be college. done, and 
it's funny too. Like I just mentioned how excited I was for baseball. And then I realized like, oh, the next kind of baseball will be, oh, the twins game is canceled because it's snowing. Because <laughs> like, they start, they try to start the damn season up here in early April, late March even. And oh, Brewers, White Sox, Twins, Commodores, whatever they're called now, Guardians. All those games always get canceled. Cleveland, you know, the these cold weather cities without indoor stadiums. Actually, Milwaukee. Milwaukee does have a roof. Never mind. They're going to play the damn games. But Minnesota decided we're going to be outdoors. So eventually I will get to some baseball games. I do not care for sitting in baseball games in the cold unless it's the playoffs. Then it's got a little more mystique to it. So come May. But uh, for right now, we're still in basketball season. The NIT rolls on. Like I said, I watched a little bit of the – NT game last night, UNT playing and winning again. And I have an NIT play in tonight's quarterfinals as well. This line opened at two, got bet down. And I'm, I guess I'm going to be the buyback on here. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. A little bit of action coming in on UAB. Probably, you know, at times has been the better team. But just Vanderbilt at home. Uh, this should be this should be like a one and a half two point favorite here, giving them under minus one ten right now on the money line. They were at fourteen and four, fourteen and five at home this year, including wins over Tennessee, wins you know wins over Tennessee and Arkansas. Those are teams that are in the Sweet Sixteen, guys. Like those are really good teams. They have played really well at home, and the way the NIT works is high seeds host until you do get to, you know, the big part of the tournament that they have up in up there in, uh, I think it's still in New York. Honestly, I just don't watch the NIT all that much. It's hard to get excited about anything. Vanderbilt moving on with some close wins, but they had much tougher competition. They had to beat a Michigan team that a lot of people thought should have been in the tournament. Well, UAB only had to get past Moorhead State. Moorhead State of the Ohio Valley Conference. Not exactly Michigan. So not top, tougher competition, get to play at home, have been shooting the three really well, decent perimeter defense, have been stopping the three, and been the thing, you know, the biggest cliche from tournament season, hey, how's your guard play? They have great guard play. I think they got about 40 points out of their starting backcourt last game. Those guys have been great. And like I said, they're shooting the ball well from deep. I'm taking Vandy at home tonight. Small play, but I got to have some action in the NIT this evening. So not an underdog. Technically, sort of, it, you know, but sort of, because if you do look at the line and again, I bet this at Chris a little while ago, I'll see what the line is now. Oh, it's minus one ten both ways. So not seeing I moved the line, but apparently I did. So at the, at the time it was minus one Oh nine minus one eleven. So I did have the underdog. It is now a pick them guys. So I still like that. I like that up to minus one, minus one and a half. No, that's that's a lot of fun, and again, it's an underdog. It's just you know, it's barely an underdog. Just uh, yeah, it's, it's like a just a slight slight underdog. It's like no, when you bet can't always be fifty fifty. Relax. No, no, and I I do think they win tonight, so that'll be fun. I'll watch that, but kind of an appetizer for the start of tomorrow's games. Excited to watch. My speaking of Tennessee, I forgot I have that parlay. I have Tennessee and Alabama to each win two games this weekend. I'll have to put those four money lines together and see if it came out to a better price than like minus 325 or whatever I got. It's always good to go back and see whether the plan worked. But yeah, that's kind of the deal, right? Yeah, a lot of it is kind of predicated on they should get the toughest path possible. I'd be excited if they didn't. That's uh, 
you don't I don't want to beat you know to be the best you got to beat the best I don't give a shit I just want to cash guys so speaking of beating the best we have another great field in Miami obviously because it's the sunshine double really really good like final few days in Indian Wells both on the men's and women's side hopefully we get that again Got a lot of decent names on eh, never mind. You got one decent name on here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Radu Canoe is somebody, but like I don't know who Freedsome is. No, I understand that. It's uh, a busy afternoon at tennis, a couple matches getting started. Um, there's four underway right now. I've got a couple looks and kind of the next up section. We'll start with the um, match of the biggest names that are probably playing today. This will be really fun. Um, if you have a chance to watch something this afternoon, again, this is the next up match in the stadium. I'm trying to see who's playing there. But Bianca Andreescu plays Emirato Kano, and I think it's going to be um, just fantastic. The first set should be very long. Happy to stack this up. Go a few places, have those numbers. Um, go ahead, take the over 10 and a half, 12 and a half. Um, just should be an absolute war. I like that much better, again, than kind of the over. The total itself is starting to settle at 22, but you can still find um, over nine and a half games there in that first set, minus 105, minus 110 even. I had this closer to minus 125. Um, big underdog, Marina Zanevska. Um, she is next up here after Bronzetti Nazkova finishes. Um, probably up in the next 30, 40 minutes. Really like her in this spot against Vavar Gracheva. Um, someone, again, I've talked about betting against. I will continue to bet against. Um, had a nice run in the last tournament. Gave a little bit of money back, um, fading her. But happy to step up and do it again. Zanevska is great on hard courts, especially slower courts like the ones we have here. Um, I believe already has a couple matches under her belt. I believe came through qualifying uh, either way just a great scenario for her and had this match closer to like plus 160 each way you know 160 each way so plus 220 anything plus 200 or better which you can find pretty easily here looks great um and a bondar that match also up um that will be next on or no that's we've got actually no we've got a little bit before that one comes on sorry i was reading bogdan and not bondar so yes bondar not bogdan plus 170 um again just somebody who should be great on these courts goes up against taylor townsend um who does well and when she does play in some of these tournaments but um, it's just been playing worse and worse tennis and hard to trust her especially against someone like bondar that's really going to push her around the court make her work and it's not going to bother be bothered by her style of tennis had this much closer so really anything plus 160 or better, plus 170s are out there. And then another first set over the aforementioned Annalena Friedsam, a journey woman of the tour, uh, a German woman, Andy, you know, one of your kin, if you will, goes up against Wang Jinyu. There's only one Wang playing today, and it's the only one playing Annalena Friedsam, so we don't have to be too specific. But again, first set there over nine and a half, plus 100. Um, two women that are great first set over plays. Um, a lot of six fours, seven five, seven sixes, you know, kind of sprinkled through. I mean, really kind of play tight first sets. And then again, those quicker second sets you see there. So um, again, we'll try to stack this one up too. There were less lines on this one when I was looking around this morning. But again, first set over nine and a half, you should be able to find that a bunch of places. Again, anything better than standard juice, but there's a plus 100 out there. So a couple overs, couple dogs. Let's have a fun afternoon. Let us. I was trying to say let's, and I didn't throw the S out there at all. Like the so potato chips. Let us. Well, like the like the vegetable mm. lettuce, which is. Eat your veggies, uh, kids. I, was, I think I'm going to go get a sandwich. I really. It's I lettuce on crave. sandwiches. Kind of, yeah. I'm kind of craving like some Jimmy John's. I don't know. So, um, yeah, just that for now. If you have some fun bets, drop them in the comments. Hit us in the YouTube chat. Bug us on Twitter. 
call me if you have my number, I guess. If, if you really have like a, a strong play that you need to get across to me. Um, otherwise, have some fun. Gamble responsibly. We say that about once a year. Try to, I guess, at least. We say it for and Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy the match play. Enjoy the tennis. And then tomorrow, let's uh, let's get right back into it. Week two of March Madness starts tomorrow. A lot of fun to be had. We'll see you then.